So we're going to take this podcast uh, to talk about the culture of one May, because people are talking about how it doesn't fall in line <laughs> with the, uh, with the, uh, what, 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 what was the term used? With the, um, uh, shit. With the, the flavor of Exalted. It's not, yeah. it's not real Exalted. This is, this is the, the criticism we heard. Mm. And it's a fair criticism. Uh, because, yes, Wan Mei isn't, as it turns out, representative of all of creation in Exalted. Uh, mm-hmm. It turns out that it's a re- it's uh, it's representative of the city of Wan Mei. Yeah. It's you know, its own unique thing. A solar city. Not even a solar city. It's just a fucking crazy pants city in the boonies in the south. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it, actually, is how isolated it is from everything else. Mm-hmm, Exactly. Like, a lot of the people that live there are villagers or cultists. Like, villagers from these tiny little villages way out of the way that are so insignificant that they barely have... Like, they have... Uh, I'd almost compare it to, say, Caesar's Legion. Caesar's Legion from Fallout? Yeah, alright. That makes sense. Um, alright, well, let's build let's build the ground structure for Wan Mei while we're talking about it. So, Wan Mei didn't exist a year ago in-game. Mm-hmm. There was nothing where it was. Wan Mei was your character, the Killer Queen, uh, post-exaltation, saving a bunch of her cultists because she was a hedonistic cult owner, mm-hmm. running off and deciding that she wanted to do something with a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she wasn't too sure why. She was just like, I want to do something big. With cults. It has to be with cults or something. <laughs> Uh, and then you stumbled upon, uh, through a series of hilarious events, onto the Majestic, who, he doesn't know what he wants out of life, but he wants to be one where he's universally loved by everyone. Mm-hmm. And the Wanderer, who definitely likes being pampered. Basically, he loves the celebrity of being an exalt, it seems. He was a celebrity before, yeah, before he was even um, a solar. He was, he was like the celebrity of his one little podunk village. So the three of you are... I'm going to say hedonists, mm-hmm. you're arrogant, uh, you guys are grossly non-empathetic to your followers. <laughs> <laughs> and we want something made more out of life, it seems to be it. Yeah, you definitely want to be in charge of things, and you want to be in control over people. So the three of your solars are not what everyone gets when they play Exalted. For some reason, people get this idea in their head that solars are superman yeah, they're they're Hercules. They're <laughs> no, no, because Hercules was awesome. He also did murdery shit, though. Like, remember that time he murdered his entire family? Yeah, they're but they're definitely more along the lines of Greek heroes, where they're flawed and they do terrible things. I was I was gonna go so far as to say they're more like Gilgamesh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely like the you know big one. Like, I, it's been a while since I've read the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um. But if I remember correctly, people... The only reason the epic starts off is because Gilgamesh was busy fucking everyone in town every night, and people were sick of it. All of them were sick of it. So they asked God to give him a bro, and the gods gave him a bro in the form of Enkidu. And that kind of mellowed him out. He still went on crazy adventures and made life miserable for people. Mm-hmm. But he had a great time doing it, and God damn it if he wasn't charismatic. <laughs> and that's kind of what your guys are like. Your guys are grand and, you know world kind they have that personality where they want to make the world theirs mm-hmm. they're not 
Superman or like a D and D fighter that's been ported into Exalted, mm-hmm. where they want to run with their sword attacking slavery or overthrowing the realm because that's what the adventure is. They do it if it's convenient to them, or if it, oh, if, it if it conflicts with their own morals, their own personal morals. Well, we'll talk about their morals in a minute. <laughs> So history-wise, yes, Wan Mei is is the the people, the founding people of Wan Mei are three power-hungry egoists and a bunch of cultists, uh, really cheap laborers, and 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 like poor people from broken up southern tribes. Mm-hmm. You guys found a mountain mass in the middle of the desert that used to be your own, and you guys have converted that into kind of the central hub for your entire goddamn city. Oh yeah, and it's only spitballed from there to get worse and worse because. Because the, the Majestic has that friend of ours, the Countess, the First Age Dragon King that loves to tell you guys how it sh- things should be, and how you guys love to not really argue with, unless it's convenient. Basically. Like, the first thing she did was sacrifices. How how is she doing, like, a hundred sacrifices every day? And for a while, you guys weren't stopping her from sacrificing a good portion of your people when you had, like... You guys had, like, what, a hundred people, and she was sacrificing five or six per day every day for, like, a week before you noticed? I think it was only when we got back from our first adventure that we were like, where the fuck are all our followers? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Did we did we forget to feed them again? <laughs> Didn't leave out the bowl? Like a goddamn Tamagotchi. <laughs> Um, so I'm pretty sure the Countess was a pretty negative influence on how much you guys like murdering people for your own gain. Which is funny, because we love to hate on her. Well, yeah, because, again, you guys are hypocrites. Mm. Which is the best part about your characters. You're fucking hypocrites. <laughs> so, yeah, well, what was in the first few sessions? It was like, you guys hated sacrificing. Like, like a dude gets convinced, because social is amazing, mm-hmm. that he should let himself die for you guys... Because it's a way of, like, offering to you. Mm-hmm. And then the Countess rips off their heart and feeds it to one of you guys. Yeah. You were all for it for, like, the first couple of times it happened. Then you got bored with it. I think the Majestic and the Queen were okay with it. I don't think the uh, Wanderer was ever okay with it. But he kind of just... He'd bitch about it, and then he'd just let it happen. He would do what all of you guys do. He would bitch about it, and then he would let it happen because it was too much effort to fucking argue otherwise. (laughs) Uh. Which is exactly what you guys act like. Um... And, and, and that continued on, though, because he only really bitched when he, the Countess sacrificed one or two of his villagers. Other than that, he was totally on board with it. Right, it was when they moved on to, like, just one or two, literally. He was like, this as soon, as soon as one of his people, which he had, like, five or six of, you know, voluntarily sacrificed to themselves to you guys with the Countess's, like, manipulations, he was like, whoa, 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 what? For the last two weeks, we've been ritually sacrificing people in a giant blaze at the beginning of every day to us? Well, that's wrong as of right now. We should stop it. (laughs) And then you guys, and then you you got on board, because... I, I, I think, what, the fighter I think uh, it made the Nightman sad, and the Queen was oh, like... Oh, shit! Right, the Nightman was there. <laughs> yeah, and the Queen was like, oh, it makes my friend sad, so that's okay, we'll stop. And one of the few times he did this, despite what Nicole will say, the Nightman was kind of judgy about it. They're like, what are you... You, you literally are like, 
what do you think, Nightman? What what's what about this? Like, what what do I think about what about the fact that you're letting your people who worship you be convinced that they should murder themselves in your name? Really? What do you think I think about that? What does that sound like to you, asshole? <laughs> I should also note that I had to force him to say this. Like before that, he was like being like, "Oh, it doesn't matter what I think," and I was like, "No, I want to hear this." <laughs> Yeah, you're like, what do you think, Nightman? And he's like, it doesn't really matter. You really don't want to hear my opinion. And it's like, oh, but what do you think about voluntary human sacrifice? And he's like, what do you think? Like, she didn't quite get it. Jesus. But yeah, it was just, it made him upset. So she was like, okay, we'll stop. And then everyone starts threatening to murder the Countess if uh, the Majestic didn't reel her in. <laughs> uh, and then the guys eventually set up your city. In one May, and now it's like a thriving first age metropolis because of all the various projects you've sunk into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and its population has grown quite a bit because it's not just your cultists and it's not just the throwaway villages. You guys have assimilated other villages in the south. You've been going to those little tiny places that have maybe 30, 50 people and just taking them. Yeah. Taking them and throwing them in Oluwame, a place that has air conditioning and food for all and education and showers and piping and stuff. Those plumbing. people. Yeah, these poor fucking people. They've been kidnapped. Plus, a lot of people probably just move there. I imagine we have a lot of uh, the guild members just being like, You have so much space. Mm -hmm. So, Wanmei is thriving, and its own culture is starting to form based on those very early days that you guys kind of let run amok. Uh, So, let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about your guys' opinions of things and how they shape Wanmei. As we said, you guys are um, not, you're not Superman. No. You're definitely also not Cecil Harvey from FF4. You know, how he 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 didn't believe in murder and was like a righteous paladin and stuff. You, you guys aren't that. No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, why is it that every time one of you guys will bitch about how horrible the Countess is, it only goes so far as to you without having to do anything about it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this from both an out-of-character and in-character perspective. Out-of-character is because it's the Majestic's ally. So it feels kind of shitty to kill someone's, you know, beloved ally. Uh, even though that did happen, and she is super dead. Yeah, yeah, the Majest- the, the, the Countess, uh, proving that loyalty knows no bounds, uh, made an elaborate suicide plot to get herself killed so she wouldn't be mind-controlled by previous incarnations of the Majestic, uh, trying to get the current Majestic killed. Hmm. And from an in-character perspective, particularly the Queen, she doesn't really act on it because the opinion of the Majestic matters to her more than, you know, the lives of the villagers. She wants to be loved by her fellow Solars and other Exalted more than she cares about, uh... Morality. Yeah. Because this comes up basically every time we have an argument about the Countess. It's, she's a big, horrible monster that's murdering people, uh, and it's wrong, and you guys keep telling her to stop, and she doesn't. She'll manipulate whatever you say into making it okay. Mm-hmm. Like, first it was like, don't sacrifice people, and she was like, okay, fine, we'll sacrifice animals. And then you guys start, and you're like, okay, you can't sacrifice animals, we don't have food anymore. And it's like, but we have all these people we could eat. It's like, jeez. It's like, come on. And then once you guys left for a little bit of time and came back, uh, her solution to don't sacrifice people was convincing your village to label certain types of criminals not people who don't have souls like real mortals do mm-hmm. and making it okay to sacrifice them. Yep. So it's very clear the Countess subverts you guys all the time when it comes to what you really want. 
all the time. But it's very clear that you guys don't do a goddamn thing about it. Eventually it just becomes too much of a pain in the ass to care. (laughs) We have better things to do. Exactly. Like, like, you know, you don't care that people are dying or, or that, or that their, their, their lives are being cut short or that they're being indoctrinated into your own cults, which I'm sure you love, by the way. Oh, totally. They willingly give themselves up to the solar deliberative. But, uh... It would just take too much effort to do anything, it looks like. You guys are hypocrites about it. Yeah, well, basically, if we were stuck in town for, like, a long period of time, we would probably deal with it, because there would be nothing else to do. But on the other hand... It's there would like, be nothing else to do. That would be the scenario here. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, because I'm pretty sure the sacrifices are carrying on at post her death. Oh, probably. She yeah. set up this huge, you know, system where people, where, where the culture now and all the different parts of your cults think that it's totally what you guys want. You definitely want human sacrifice. It's funny because if someone asked her, she'd just be like, "No, not really." Oh, uh, you're just it. humble about it. <laughs> exactly, and they'd be like, "She'd be like, okay." Yeah, unless you spend like actual time telling your cult no, you don't like human sacrifice anymore, and think of something else for them to do, mm. because the human sacrifice thing really takes the edge off. Yeah, if morality ever became her project, <laughs> she was interested in, then she would start. But uh, yeah, she didn't, has no interest in it. It's like morality. Uh, I could also just go to the north and. <laughs> yeah, you guys also benefit a bunch from human sacrifice. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about that, because that, that, that was a recent criticism that came up, that human sacrifice doesn't do anything in Exalted, which is just bullshit. Yeah. It- All right, so, I think I said last session, um, Exalted isn't Terry Pratchett or Sandman, where what you believe is what's real. Creation has laws. Mm-hmm. There's a titan. I think her name was Cecilyne, or she who lives in her name. One of those two assholes set up rules for how the world works. <laughs> And one of those rules is that the great constrain the smaller. Yep. And other stuff. Like, the whole reason uh, they needed gods was to run creation. The whole reason they needed mortals was to worship gods so gods could run creation. Uh, And, like, the first societies were all based on human sacrifice because there was mortals everywhere. They're basically hilarious prayer cattle. (laughs) That's where dragon kings come from. That was their whole shtick. Mm-hmm. But um, sacrifice is a living thing in Exalted. Sacrifice exists. There's a lot um, of sacrifice. <laughs> there is. She's amazing. But but I mean sacrifice in the more abstract sense, not in the, the human-y way. I mean, mm-hmm. when you pray to a god, you know, there's things you do. Like, you give prayer. Like, you actually sit there and pray to them and give blessings to them and shit. Mm-hmm. But you also, like, burn incense and offerings. Like, like, like cities who aren't as... Um, hellish as yours I'm mm. gonna say they, they'll get together like offerings and they'll throw together like um like like giant wicker people and like fill it with like fruit and, and like like finery and stuff and like they'll burn it mm-hmm. to whatever god they're worshipping hell even sorcery and necromancy requires a great sacrifice to uh you know gain more power that's a major part of it sacrifice is an abstract concept that exists in exalted um the other thing is grave goods like if you're on if someone dies Mm -hmm. you bury them with shit and you leave offerings at their grave so they have shit in the underworld Mm -hmm. so this idea that there is no mechanical like in the book support for sacrifice it's everywhere um, and as far as mechanics go, why are you asking about mechanics? This is a myth. This is this is a game. It's not some sort of simulationist tabletop like like Final Fantasy Tactics game mm-hmm. where you pick the most mechanically uh, obvious option. 
this is an actual living narrative. Yeah. And the narrative is sacrifice is a, is a thing. It's something people do. Um, human sacrifice? I don't know how much better human sacrifice is than, say, just burning offerings. It probably wouldn't matter that much. It's just in our city. That's what we do. I do know it's much easier to find a person and convince him to burn himself in a pyre and rip out his own heart than it probably is to get, like, I don't know, a bunch of, like, heroin-laced incense to burn. Cheaper, too. Yeah, people are super cheap. <laughs> That's what the guild does, you know? They have their own prayer factory houses. Yeah, yeah, the ones with the uh, fey-wiped... Uh... Uh, some of them are fey-wiped, but for the most part, they have giant factories in creation that are housed 24-7 by slaves, worshipping to whatever god the guild tells that temple to worship. At right, yeah, so they can royally fuck over gods if uh, one yeah. of them... Uh... They boost people they like, or they boost the rivals of people they hate. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Because prayer has power in creation. Prayer literally feeds gods in heaven. And grants them, like, more miracles. Prayer feeds you guys. There's Mechanics Exalted where you guys have cults and it gives you bonuses. Yeah. We should really pay them to start praying to our uh, city god. Oh my god, that'd be amazing if Wanami just kept getting more powerful. We should... Why don't... We should set up an entire place for them to pray to. I think that thing's called a temple. I think you guys have temples. Oh, probably. That's probably in the works, yeah. Or no, that's done. You guys have temples to all three... There's a temple to you guys, and there is temples to Wanmei, too. Mm-hmm. Um... Wan Mei doesn't, the city doesn't seem to have uh, worship of, like, celestial gods in its portfolio. No. Um, I looked into this a bit, and they're praying to you, they're praying to the city, but I don't think they give lip service to, like, the weather god or, like, the harvest god. I think they just pray to you for it, because you guys manually stepped in and took care of it. Yeah, like, I think if we took gods into our payroll, we'd be like, sure, you can have a temple, but we're not going to let them, like, freeload. <laughs> yeah, no freeloading, so... So Wanmei's kind of weird in that no one's getting, is skimming off the top. Uh, and since the worship's all going to you guys, like, like the, the whole city's built on praying to you guys, that, that, means, that means it's going to no one. Like, you guys get power from it, but no one, no one gets to get ambrosia or quintessence from it in Yushan. Unless we actually go up to Yushan. That's how it was in 2nd edition, as far as I've read. Yeah, if you go up to Yushan and set up a base camp and are like, alright, we live here now. Stay the fuck away. We might just do that, like have a two-week vacation in Yushan so we can get all that... Uh, get two weeks worth of that stuff. Yeah, and just, you know, throw it around. I think it'd be amazing if you guys invaded Yushan and, like, went to, like, the poor districts. Because it, uh, Quintessence and Ambrosia just spawn around you as you're there, as you're getting worshipped, and been like, hey, all you poor people, all you poor gods who've been kicked out because all your portfolio is closed up, we'll start paying you based on our Ambrosia. We'll bankroll you guys if you join us and join the army in heaven. A wise idea. It, it'd be pretty funny. I mean... What would be easier to take over, Yushan or the realm? Um, I, I don't know. That's a that's a bi- that's a big question. Mm. So you know, once we start wrapping up, uh, if we take over one or the other, uh... just one or the other, you know, fuck. That's a big question that I don't have the answer for. What would happen if you guys started conquering the realm? Because uh, right now the game's predicated on you guys surviving the realm. Because mm. uh, they've done two wild hunts against you so far that have been pretty unsuccessful, but they've also been pretty impromptu. Wasn't the first wild hunt not intended for us? So much yeah, they, they, they were dealing with a uh, with that volcano elemental dragon that you guys... Um, and you guys just kind of ran into the scene. And murdered them, yes. Yeah. And the second time, they, they sent, like, like uh, one they could gather together as fast as possible mm. to, uh, you know, to kill you guys before you got too big for your britches. And then you got too big for your britches and built a first-age city. 
Yeah, with defenses, so... Uh, so when they come back, like, I've been looking into how wild hunts operate when they get larger scale, and it's like a sworn brotherhood of really high-level immaculate monks, a bunch of other dragon-blooded, and then, like, entire fangs and wings of, like, mortal sorcerers and soldiers and demons and, like, magi-tech and stuff. Mm. Like, we're talking, like, a thousand people just devote to killing you guys. <laughs> So it's very possible that there could be an army marching on you guys in the near future. Yeah, I think that's one thing that we are going to have to look into uh, recruiting for one May is more solars, more exalted, more of any sort, really. Yeah, I, I could see that. But um, I guess we strayed a bit from the culture of one May. So what, what, what's one May's culture like as informed by you guys? I think it is very hedonistic, even for its you know lessers. There's a lot of you know seize the day, do what you want, like. We have a school for essentially every uh, skill. Quote-unquote ability because of the, the constellation uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of assume just it's kind of that, you know, pursue what you want. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, one may right now isn't fully staffed. Like, you, you, you have a lot of people, but you could... you. We need more. You need more. Um, I think one idea, I don't know if that was you or Nicole that was talking about it, or we were talking about, was... One idea was to go to the guild with money, because you guys have money. And just keep buying out slaves. Yeah, just buy slaves. Be like, buy slaves. And they're like, what? It's like, yeah, we're going to buy slaves from you, and we're going to set them free on me, and be like, live here if you want. And they're like, are you trying to stop slavery? Because we'll just find more. And it's like, yeah, good, keep finding more. Take them from their homes. Take people that no one would care about. Take people that have no will to defend themselves. Break up families, and bring them here. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just let them loose to live. Basically. And the guild's like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, you're basically doing the work for us. Now we don't have to recruit. You're doing the transportation and everything. Mm-hmm. Which is monstrous. Kind of, but at the same time, you know, they're being freed and being able to pursue. As long as they live in your town, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe some will try to make their way home or whatever, but if even like a half of them stay, that's... That's mm-hmm. pretty good for population boosting. Yeah, and given uh, what we're producing now, like... Yeah, Wanmei has uh, more than enough food for everyone, shockingly. That Athenor mm-hmm. uh, is constantly making, uh, you know, goods for people, like clothing, weaponry, uh, furniture, just nonsense. Yeah, there's endless water, there's uh, wines, there's a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's essentially... So so Wanmei is populated by the, the poorest of peoples. Mm-hmm, who are kind of being brought up to... Yeah. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And there's also the Yushido Gens. Um, not the entire Gens, but like a lesser family kind of shacked up in Wanmei. And they've been convincing other people that they should also show up into Wanmei because this place is really up and coming. Right, yeah. We are heading to Lukshai as well. And one of the hopes was to uh, recruit more uh, Genses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if you can get more and more Lukshai influence in uh, Wanmei. Because now it's a military outpost. Like, it has... It has just... It, it's an art of... It, it's a manse and a manse. That's crazy. Yeah, it has, like, training academies and, you know... Skyship docks and essence lighting and... You guys are just starting to set up strip mines in other towns you've conquered. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, how else is Wanmei different from the rest of creation? Literacy, that's the new thing. That'll be rising up, yeah. Yeah, the Majestic, like, made that his, uh, his baby. (laughs) (laughs) Literacy, teaching people to read. So, Wanmei's like this Aztec super city. Mm -hmm. Like, you go in there, and odds are you're going to be convinced that you definitely want to die for these, uh, 
solar god, like, light-giving golden men who control your government, Mm -hmm. uh, who have lizard people who also control the, who also run the government for them. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys are Nords. (laughs) Or Norns or whatever. The, the, it's a type of alien, uh, Mm -hmm. that looks like, 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 Norsemen, like big strapping Viking Norsemen, and they're called the Norns or the Nords. Mm. And and you're also you also have reptoids who also run your government. Yeah. Fuck. Actually, another big thing about One Way is that everyone is probably constantly looking over their shoulder, making sure they're they don't say anything out of line. We oh oh yeah, that's starting to build up. As we're monitoring them all the time. Yeah, One May listens to people for signs of heresy, and people who are heretical disappear in the night. So it's. Also a 1984 city. Uh. So, to recap, you know, I've tried to do a recap a few times, but to recap, Wanmei is a giant city in the south, like a big nation capital. That is more advanced than any cap than most of the capitals in creation because it's it is now basically Shogun to First Age era with all the work the Majestic's done. It's populated by poor people, slaves, and cast-offs from other societies. It's run by three egotistical, narcissistic sociopaths. <laughs> uh, and their government was controlled by lizard people. People get constantly sacrificed. Now I'm going to say daily. That's going to start up once your population gets high enough to sustain it. Daily sacrifice is going to be the new norm because the religion was founded on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all willing, quote-unquote, because people are going to be convinced that that's the one true way to go to an, a proper resurrection and afterlife and serve, serve you guys. Uh, and it believes in education and literacy, which is the opposite of a police state would do. And you guys are a police state uh, because you're teaching, because you're always monitoring your people for saying the wrong thing. So it's like the best and worst aspects of the realm, Paragon, uh, and a few other places in creation all mashed together. That's kind of horrifying. <laughs> this is not representative of exalt of creation as a whole. Mm-hmm. Oh, also you partnered up with death. Oh, yeah, we've got that little guy in the, uh... You literally have underworld soldiers serving the Mask of Winters living in your place. We should really talk to the Mask of Winters and, you know... Well, invite him over again? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, we've also got fucking uh, Infernal. Oh, uh, yeah, and you work with Malpheus. So this city also, uh, while worshipping three golden... Uh, uh, Superman, who demand that people sacrifice themselves to them and have lizard people running the government, they also are military allies with hell. <laughs> we're really gonna have to ramp that up so it's more than just Admiral Sand. To like, we're actually gonna have to go down into hell and uh, we'll talk to Lidger. Yeah, why not? Be like Lidger, buddy. <laughs> we definitely want more of your people here. Basically. Oh, that's the thing, because your city's like teaching people to be sorcerers and stuff and thaumaturgs. Like, your, your city teaches that kind of shit. Yeah, we should recruit way more infernals. You people are standing allies with the underworld in hell, more so than you're standing allies with, with organizations in creation. Like, your only other ally is Lookshy, and, like, it's only an ally because you guys don't share the same uh, geological locations. Mm-hmm. You're not in the same area, so they have no reason to militarily fear you. Yeah, and once we find uh, Aquathonia, if that ever happens, then we'll try to uh, ally with them. Aquathonia, another, like, a prim- primordial-controlled base camp. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I think that's kind of the intention, eventually, is to try to get everyone together, like, 
every exalted type, essentially, and every civilization, and try to find some kind of accord. That will be a really cool endgame, if, if you guys can pull that off. Mm-hmm. That will be interesting to see, especially because we're, we're in like the first book of 3rd edition, and nothing else has been released. So it's like, yeah, before the Dragonblooded book got released. Or actually, no, this game could run a long time. And um, as an aside, as per the Kickstarter update, uh, here on December 28th, uh, the Dragonblooded book, the Realm book, and the uh, the equipment book are probably coming out in 2016, hmm. uh, which will be amazing because that means after those three come out, the Exigent book will come out, and then we'll have everything we need. Yep. But I can see this game lasting into next year, like like late next year. That'd be cool, yeah. And uh, and you guys, yeah, dealing with that kind of stuff because even though One Way is built and has its foundation set up, it's definitely not as self-sufficient as it could be. Like, it has food, it has water, it doesn't have materials, it doesn't have manpower, it doesn't have a proper military right now. Mm-hmm. It's basically super vulnerable when you guys aren't just around. Yeah. It's just the nature of its being makes it less vulnerable. Like, Admiral Sand tries to police the place as best he can on the outskirts with his fleet, mm-hmm. and you have Dragonblooded and, and different elemental, or not elemental, but supernatural people there, and you have, you know, trained crack soldiers from your cults and your command stats. Mm-hmm. But Wanmei doesn't have its own, like, like it's a nation, but it's a very early nation that that's jumped super far ahead compared to other nations in some areas. Yeah. yeah, in some areas you're way more advanced, in other areas you are sadly out of, like, out of focus. Once we figure out, like, wild shaping as a um, battle, <laughs> battle <laughs> Yes. Once you let the Majestic get that engine going that is his character sheet, yeah, things will start changing. And I think Jem's going to be a major target, just because they have materials we need. Everyone loves to target Jem. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, like, a lot of the cities in the south, realm-controlled cities in the south, are probably going to be our first targets once we, uh... Once we deal with the north, if we can get the bull of the north to start attacking, then, you know, those cities will be vulnerable, so... Yeah, because the whole plan um, for the Solars, if listeners don't know, is find an ally in every direction that's like a warlord um, and make allies with them and give them supply lines and set up, you know, cooperations so that all of these directional allies can focus on the realm and push them down. Like, the Bull of the North has been fighting the Tepet Legion for years now and has really fucked them over and stolen their hardware. Um... Lookshy has been an enemy since the found, founding of the realm, and Admiral Sand has been trying to conquer his way through the South for eight for a couple years. So, the more allies that you can find in each direction and foster hate, hatred of the realm for, and like supply properly so they can harass realm soldiers and satraps and cities and supply lines, the less the realm is able to justify singling, singling out resources to attack you guys specifically in a wild hunt, mm-hmm. which is great because the realm also doesn't have a lot of time to focus on a wild hunt because they're in the middle of a civil war. Like, mm-hmm. every, well, the war hasn't started, but it's coming. We should really foster that as well. <laughs> That'd be an excellent thing to foster. It, yeah. The, the thing with the civil war is with the Empress gone, someone wants to be in control of all of it, mm-hmm. uh, of all of the, the realm, all of the dynasty. So no one wants to commit resources to outside threats mm-hmm. because then they won't have resources to take control of the entire realm and then destroy outside threats. We could probably side with one side of the Civil War and uh, urge them on. You could. That'd be a tricky thing, because dragon-blooded society doesn't... It tends to work very insularly. Like, 
Like there, there was this phrase or poem or haiku or just some fucking sentence someone once said that kind of summarized Dragon Blooded for me. Mm-hmm. And it was like myself versus my brother, my brother and I against our uncle, our family against their family, uh, all of us against the stranger. Right. Yeah, I remember that. So like Dragon Blooded are constantly stabbing, like not Dragon Blood in general, but Dynasty Society is constantly stabbing itself in the back trying to make sure only the strong survive and uh, and you know whoever should be on top is on top mm-hmm. but they will pair up really quickly against an outside threat the realm's not going to let look shy uh, take over or some shit what we should do is start breeding like our own dragon family and try to insert a uh, like secretly marry in one of our own dragon blooded that is a long term thing because yeah, fuck Fostering dragon-blooded bloodlines is a difficult thing to foster. Yeah. Then again, like, we live a long time. Like, this could yeah. be a... Yeah? No, you do live a long time. It could be. That would totally be up the Queen's ally, ally too. Or ally using, uh... Yeah, long-term kind of things like that. I can see that. Um, that brings up another thing. Time skips. I think we're close to a time skip. Probably at the end of the season. Probably a wise idea, yeah. Like, um... I, I can imagine after the events of this season unfolding, because I kind of know what's going to happen. Like, you guys are going from your base to Look Shy. There's stuff I prepped in Look Shy. Uh, some stuff I don't have to use anymore. Uh, and then from Look Shy, you're going to the north. And in the north, there's three main things. There's dealing with the bull of the north, mm-hmm. trying to make sure the Nightman doesn't die of being old. Yeah. And there is finding that Tarok city, because you guys want to start breeding Dragon Kings in your base. Right, yeah. So there's like four things you could, you guys are basically going to be doing in sequence for this season, or not in sequence, but in any sequence. Yeah. And then there's one more thing I know afterwards that would end season two. That would end season two and begin season three. Okay. Now, I could definitely see there being a time skip in between season two and three, like uh, yeah. like maybe ten, twenty years, maybe thirty years. I have no idea. Uh, it really depends on how uh, season two wraps up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something we could see in the future. So, what, what else about Juan May is weird? Um, would you give listeners any more information we can think of, just so they can kind of picture the city in their head as far as how uh, how shit happens when you're not around? I guess all the architecture is very first age, so it's very. It is now. Mm-hmm. Trying to think, everyone's becoming educated or. Yeah, yeah. People are being actively taught literacy and stuff. There are schools and whatnot in place. There's a lot of supernatural types around as well. Like a lot of god and demon blooded. Like, I think those kids are like two by this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a thing in a few years. Yeah. After the time skip, yeah, it's going to be. For reference, when you guys first started setting up one May, um, the Countess and Void Within Without, the Abyssal, Organized a bunch of breeding programs with demons and ghosts from the Wanderer's Village. A uh, voluntary. It wasn't a Mahasuchi camp. Uh, this was just a voluntary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to have supernatural kids, like god and demon blooded kids, running a boot. Uh, no, ghost and demon blooded kids. No god bloods. Not yet. Not yet. So there's like a whole host of those kids that, that have been born and are like, no, there's probably like a two, three dozen of them. Mm hmm. And, like, more are being born every once in a while as well because those camps are still there. They're, they'll probably stop being manufactured because... Like, they'll probably stop happening because the Countess is gone. Mm. So, without her direct oversight, no one knows proper rituals or prayer stuff or, I like... Have to step in. <laughs> you might, but it might just be something that starts happening more naturally. Like, like as more people get educated to be sorcerers or as more people look into being necromancers or, like, communicating with the dead. Mm-hmm. It might just start happening throughout your city and be accepted. 
but the, the Countess's initial camp is probably going to fall apart. Yeah, I think we kind of just invite demons to live there, so it's not like it's... Yeah. Ghosts and whatnot. Okay, so there there are supernatural types that live in the city openly. Um, you guys openly uh, teach your own religion about worshipping you guys. Mm-hmm. And the Unconquered Sun, you know, over there. Yeah. There's very little in the way of discrimination. Like, I'm sure we have a lot of Beastmen and just everything there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about realm people? Your city definitely discriminates discriminates against people from the realm. Aren't they mostly spies and shit, though? Is the-, the ones that are caught as spies are rounded up and executed. Uh, refugees, I think we would accept. You would accept them, but I, I think, you know, ap- you know, outside of your direct influence, people would be suspicious of people from the realm. Because hmm. the realm is trying to kill their gods. They'd probably be watched. Yeah, I, I just mean average citizens would, would... I could see a world... Because remember, a lot of these people are poor farmer types and like struggling mm-hmm. to survive. I can imagine them being very suspicious of people they see would be the type of people that would drive away this really good thing had going on for them. Yeah, I think the Queen would probably step in and, you know, socialize. Kind of let them know that, um, you know, they're no longer of the realm. They're of one May. They're... Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying... Without your guys' influence, like when, when you guys are around, yeah. um, and if like policy gets a chance to get out of hand, and it's just, just people being shitty, mm-hmm. I, I could see th- this idea that the realm realm refugees and stuff, or people from realm satraps, might just be kind of looked down on. I think if we came back and there were suddenly like policies in place, so we would come down really hard on that. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, definitely. I, I could see you guys fixing it when you're there. But natural, natural like bigotry or natural distrust, there's really nothing we can do about that. Yeah, unless you like you, you throw yourself right at that because you're, you know, you have like those kind of abilities to, to deal with that and, and foster better uh, social systems. Yeah, if that does start to come into place, yes, then. We are probably going to deal with it, definitely. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of, like, we need cohesion amongst the people, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, from a cultural standpoint, um, everything's really valued in one way. Like, art and, like, books and lore and teaching and hands-on stuff. There mm-hmm. isn't really a thing that one... Like, you even have, like, an academy for learning how to sail. Yeah. What the fuck? Beauty's heavily valued. Well, not that heavily valued if you see the Killer Queen. She's appearance three at this point. Yeah, but she was appearance one for most of her life. <laughs> so people are going to remember their beloved frumpy queen. Oh, yeah. Uh, not if I kill them all off. Not if I kill them all. I mean, but. we already started on that. Most of my original followers are dead. <laughs> Well, my friends are dead. Yeah, I can make prettier ones. Yeah. Um... There's a lot of value for martyrs and... Uh... Oh, you fucking bet! There are probably little mini temples that are all over that value everyone who sacrificed themselves to you guys. And uh, the whole the whole baby ceremony. We probably have a whole lot of culture set up around that. Oh my this god, point. you'll have your own Pearl Harbor Museum devoted to it? Yes. That, the, that's probably what, happening. What was it? Like the Hope Day Massacre or yes, something? Yes, the Hope Day Massacre. Some some nonsense. When Juan May died a little. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So yes, there is, on that spot where the Queen, you know, murdered a shit ton of people, there is... But a, it was really the realm that did it. Yes. It was realm terrorism. 
uh, you know, there's like a doll there of the child, or like it's a statue of the queen holding the child. <laughs> the child has no distinguishing features whatsoever. <laughs> it's exactly. just kind of like a blob swaddled in cloth. Exactly. It's more of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A message? A, uh, a metaphor? A symbol? Yeah, it's a symbol. Yeah. It didn't actually exist. <laughs> Until we get it back, then we're like... That oh. baby shows up and it's like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um. So nobody actually cares about that baby. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what else about Juan Maze there? Um, you see, it doesn't have a lot going on for it because it's just a big capital city with a few people. It, it hasn't had a chance to really grow its own culture because mm-hmm. you guys have been so influential in its own culture. Well, once we're more hands-off, like, we're off for, like, years at a time or months at a time, I think it'll start developing its, its own culture without us. Yeah, hopefully, no, definitely. Uh, hopefully a more positive one. Yeah. Without our influence, but... Without your horrible influence. Because, <laughs> like, there, there's no if ands, or buts. We're pretty terrible people. You guys are... you kind of dinks. Complicated people. But also kind of dinks. Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah. Oh man, what's gonna happen if another uh, nightcast shows up? Um, are they gonna are they are they entitled to one fifth of your city? They have to earn it. <laughs> oh, they have to earn it. We made the city. Oh, you're not born with the right to the city. They're not born with the right to the city like you guys were. No. <laughs> no. Oh, we're not gonna give it to like every exalted that shows up. I just mean if the if a reincarnation of your your circle's nightcast shows up. I think I'd leave that to the Majestic to decide, because it would be hilarious. Oh my god. What, you're going to haze him? Yes. Fuck. Just imagine the grudge. Like, fuck. Remember how you kill me in my last life? Fuck you, slave owner dad. (laughs) He's like, I don't remember that. He's like, I'm from Newark. (laughs) I have a family. Please let me go. (laughs) Uh, Oh, very good. So, yeah. All right, Juan May. It's not representative of the rest of creation, uh, and you'd be crazy for thinking so, because it was made by crazy people. It really was. Power-hungry, insane crazy people. The end. The end. Our future depends powerfully on how well we understand this cosmos, which we float like a float of dust in the morning sky. sky.